This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome to the Bonfire here with Andrew Herzog. I want to start off on something kind of meaty. It's going to be the first two segments of the show. Some serious topics. You know, personal experience plus... First, an article from Bonfire Thoughts. BonfireThoughts.com. Yes, the website for all Bonfire fans. If you want to go there to read about life, culture, travel, movie reviews, you know, sports. That is what Bonfire is in charge of. That is what we tackle. And so, slowly but surely, getting more and more writers for the website. People who are offering to spend their time and put in some effort just to have their voice heard. And so, without further ado, I'm going to go over the latest article that I have posted on bonfirethoughts.com. This comes from someone, Haley Phillips. And she wrote a very, actually a pretty deep article. A lot of the articles that I've written have been movie reviews, and you know, I try to be serious yet funny. I have written about culture, things that I enjoy, things that I do. Half the time, the articles are funny. The other half, they're maybe somewhat serious. This one here, her article called Friend Shift. was actually pretty serious. And, you know, play on words. Instead of friendship, she writes Friend Shift. And here's what she has to say. When you hear the word friendship, what do you think about? Does a particular person come to mind? Unfortunately for many people, friends are merely profile pictures on Facebook, likes on Instagram, or retweets on Twitter. They measure their friendships by... How that other person reinforces their opinions on politics, clever memes, or selfies. Today, with so many social media platforms, we're moving from personal, intimate relationships to shallow, deceiving comments and pictures online. She's absolutely right. She goes in to say that everybody our age, millennials, young people, who were kind of raised on the internet, we've grown so accustomed to having the phone in our pocket, the smartphone in our hand, and sharing obscene amounts of pictures about our lunch. And everything that we do about our day, whether it's on Instagram or Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, you name it, all the social sites. It all started with MySpace and Zanga (laughs) back in the day. Shoot, these things keep popping up. It's all in an effort, uh, the social sites say, to be more social and share more with others. In a way you do, absolutely. You can grow great followings. Lots of people checking out what you're posting and saying. And that's good and all. But there's a balance. And the balance is crucial. Are you neglecting, you know, your personal relationships with people in order to tackle all this social crap? Sometimes some people are. So Haley here is saying, hey, if you're lucky enough, yes, lucky enough to have close friends, instead of sharing a success or a failure on social media and sharing it with the world at large, how about you just, you know, have an intimate conversation with your closest friends? She says, My pastor once said, People can maintain up to 150 meaningful relationships, but only 12 to 20 close friends, and only about 3 to 5 closest friends. When something major happens in our lives, who do we immediately call? 
Are we able to call all 50 of our friends and discuss this big thing that happened and express how we feel? Or maybe do we run to update our status on Facebook and wait for the comments and encouragement to just roll in? She's right. I've done that. I've absolutely done that. If I had a success in school back in the day, or a job offer, or a good picture that I thought, I would share it. And in the back of my mind, I'd be kind of hoping, all right, I hope this gets some traffic. I hope there are some likes. I hope people see it. I hope they encourage me. I hope they make me feel better. It's human nature. And of course, there are the people who share sometimes the bad news on online. Some people definitely just do it for attention. Sure, it may be bad news, but you know the person. You'd say, I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're really just trying to gin up a lot of sympathy from us. So... You could, have done, you could have done it in a better way. You could have called your friends, your family, and told them this sad news. But maybe it's not too appropriate for your Facebook. Things like that happen. Sometimes you can share way too much online. So Haley's just saying here, look, human beings, yes, we can be, we are social creatures. And there are celebrities, politicians, writers, whoever, that have thousands of hundreds of thousands and millions of followers all on their social media. But can you keep up with all those people? No. Do you care about all those people? Not really. Human being only has so much room in his heart to have close personal relationships with someone. You can love all of humanity. But to be close and share intimate details of your life, the successes and the failures, the sadness, the happiness, you know... Maybe a dozen, max. And, you know, I was reading this article and I felt this was very true. I said, yeah, you know what? I have hundreds of friends on Facebook, hundreds of you know, whatever followers on Twitter and bonfirethoughts.com and the Bonfire Facebook page. Those aren't mine, per se, but I have an audience to a degree that I can share things with. But I don't tell them all this stuff. I go, I call my parents. I'll talk to my roommates I'll talk to all my girl and guy friends to say, look, here's what's going on, FYI. Hey, let me bounce an idea off of you. I want to see how you respond. How do you feel about this? Give me some feedback. That's what you do. That's what human beings should be doing is communicating personally. Not technologically, but personally. And that's all Haley is saying here. She says, let's talk about deep friendships and why it's so vital to our life journey. How do you even know if you have a deep friendship with someone? She says, well, here are a few characteristics. Close friends listen to each other. They don't focus on themselves. They always have each other's back. They tell the hard truth, and they're always honest. They bring out the best in one another. They take the burdens and bear the heat of the other person because they want to. They choose to. That's what love is. That's what friendship is. So overall, a very deep and, I think, intensely insightful article. Here from Haley Phillips. Thank you. Thank you, Haley. little clap. Thank you. For uh, submitting her material to us on bonfirethoughts.com. And I hope this is uh, shared. Hope everybody reads it and reflects on themselves and says, okay, do I have these people in my life that if something goes wrong, they can support me? Or if something goes right, I can kind of brag to them and share in a celebration with them? Now, here's the thing. When they have the good news, you got to share with them too. You got to be there for them, celebrate, support them, make them feel good, love them. And of course, when things are bad for them as well, you got to step in, help them out, 
take a little of the heat. That's what's so beautiful about friendship. It's, it's a choice, and you are through the thick and thin. Because cho- you choose to. So, hopefully, everybody listening has some friend, a spouse, a buddy, a roommate, that you can open up to. You don't have to do it all the time, but it is important to do it as a human being. Share the successes, the failures, the happiness, and the sorrows. Now, with all that in mind, I do have a little personal story to share regarding all this. This is The Bonfire, on demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com. This is the bonfire on demand. On the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. All right, let me see how clearly and concisely I can make this point. Everybody will be depressed at some point in your life. Most of us, many times. Many times over. Now, not clinical depression, where you are spiraling into a death hole and you just it's incredibly difficult to come out now some people do have that and it's terrible because when you get just a taste of it you think oh my god are there people out there who are that deep that far gone that is really sad and to live your your life like that every day would just it it kills people it really does so by no means am i comparing myself to the real victims of depression you know the ones who really have problems now that being said human beings you know we can still find ways to bitch about stuff (laughs) that's just how we are so the bonfire point is when life gets you down and i've said this before when life gets you down find ways to pick yourself back up look for that silver lining be positive okay all cliches we've all heard it before but i want to give a few personal examples of how i do it Because recently, within the past, I guess, couple months, I felt like I've slowly started to lose energy. I would wake up tired. I'd go to bed tired. I'd never felt like my sleep was really restful. Some days would go by. Sometimes I just lost an appetite. You know, I'd eat my breakfast haphazardly, have a lunch, a late lunch, and then eventually go to bed. It was terrible. You know, I need to eat more food than that, but I just was not hungry. I'd have headaches. I'd be in a terrible mood all the time. I'd take it out on friends and family. (laughs) And at some point I realized, okay, something, something must be wrong. Not horribly wrong, but something is up. And so, going off of the uh, previous block, 
having friends and loved ones to talk to, I decided to call my parents. I called my dad in particular. And he helped me through my kind of emotional and mental issues. Whatever was weighing on me for the past couple months. And you know, and that's what happens when you do talk. When you're feeling down, when you got the blues, really that's a nice way to say it. When you got the blues, I mean, I don't really feel like talking. I really don't. I'd rather just watch TV, kind of veg out. I'd rather go to bed. I'd rather go stuff my face with some really good food, try to forget whatever may be bugging me, and not really dig into it. The last thing I want to do is talk. But you have to. And sometimes your friends and family suffer because they think, why is he mad at me? Why aren't you talking to me? And then you say, well, I'm not, no, I just don't want to talk, period. It's nothing against you. I'm not giving you the cold shoulder because of something you did to me. I just don't feel like talking. Well, they don't know that. That's why you got to talk. You got to communicate. <laughs> Otherwise, other people are going to take the fall for you, and that sucks. So, what's your beef? That's what you got to say. Is just, you know what, I, something feels wrong. I don't know what it is. And you start to just slowly peel away what may be the problem. For me... Just general work stress, life stress, not enough sleep, not focusing, you know, lots of little baby problems that start to pile up. And then at some point you realize, okay, I'm, I'm really tired. I don't feel well. Why do I go to work? Why do I get up in the morning? And you, you do it. But if you let yourself go down that road long enough, eventually you'll be the person that says, no, I am not getting out of bed today. Then you stop going to work, then you get fired, and then you're really screwed, and then things just really spiral out of control from there. So luckily, thank God, nothing like that has happened to me. I hope it never does, but that's why. Thank God for my dad <laughs> and the friends and roommates and people that you can share things with to say, look, I got something's really bugging me, I think. I don't know what it is, but do you have 10 minutes to talk to me? Do you have an hour? That's where those friends come from. So yes, Haley, Haley Phillips, who wrote the previous article, on bonfire she's absolutely right hopefully we all have close friends that we can open up to make a real connection with so when I was feeling down I closed up I'd go to work do my job still do it to the best of my ability but as soon as it was done I went home even on bright sunny days when most people would be outside enjoying the weather I just felt like sitting inside. It was cool. It was nice and warm. Comfortable. I could watch TV or just turn on music and lie down. Kind of take a nap as best as I could. Maybe go to the grocery store to buy some food so I had something to eat that night. I've even played a little video games. Video games because they're they're stupid. <laughs> if I don't feel like thinking, particularly whatever's bugging me, you turn on the TV. To either watch TV or play video games because that pushes the problems away, or at least you think it does. Not the right action. The right thing to do is to talk and find things that truly make you happy, you know, good, wholesome things. So for me, I said, okay, I, I'll watch a little TV. I'll watch some Home Improvement, great TV show. <laughs> I'll watch Last Man Standing, Lost, Gilligan's Island, whatever, whatever show you may like, pop on one of those episodes. Sit back and relax for a little bit. Take a breather or turn off the TV. You could stare at the wall. Let your mind wander. Whatever. Whatever works for you. Go turn on a little bit of music. Go sit outside in the sun. Feel that warmth. 
play video games with a friend. That's different than playing by yourself. If you play games with a friend, you're kind of you're kind of palling around. Same thing with uh, board games. That's a little bit more, I think, interactive. If you're playing board games and card games, but kind of try to find ways to socialize. You don't need to go to a party. You don't need to go to the bars. You can just hang out with one friend, and you don't even have to talk. Just being around them sometimes is enough. And then maybe bit by bit, you can peel away whatever may be bugging you. So, you have to take a very deep look inside of yourself and think, okay, well, what are things that I enjoy? Andrew Herzog particularly enjoys food. So, I now start to budget more money for my food so that I look forward to my lunch. That makes my day infinitely better. It really does. When I'm hard at work in the morning and I'm just going at it and I know, okay, come uh, 1, one thirty, I can finally eat. What am I getting? I'm getting me a big old burger. I'm getting me a sandwich. Get me a sandwich. Whatever. It's pasta, chicken, beef, steak, shrimp. Shove it all together. It's all great. But when I know the food I'm looking forward to, I feel better. Then I eat the food and I do feel better. It just cascades. <laughs> because food, God is God's gift to humanity right there. Food. Food and sleep. If sleep is something that you know kind of snaps you out of it makes you feel better, then go to bed an hour earlier. Force yourself to do that. Of course, it's better to stay up and talk with friends or go out, go to play golf, go bowling, go see a movie, whatever. Work out. Okay. But maybe one night try getting an extra hour of sleep and see how you feel the next day. Maybe you just feel glorious the next day and you say, wow, that's what I need. All I need is an extra hour of sleep. And the next days are always fantastic. They work out great. You need to decide what works best for you. And when you get the blues, not if, okay? When you get the blues, start utilizing some of those ideas. If you like to write, write in a journal. Write online, whatever. If you like to eat, if you like to cook, if you like to do woodwork, metalwork, stuff in the garage, clean the house, see friends, play golf, rock climb, swim, Work out, stare at the wall, listen to music, all the above, whatever, doesn't matter. Because everybody is fighting a battle. Everybody has a different battle, and some are far more difficult than others. But every person is fighting some sort of battle, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. Everybody has a battle to fight. So don't think you're better than anybody. Don't think that you're worse off than anybody. Just realize, hey, you got your own problem. But you have your own solution, so start using it. That's just my opinion. These are the things I'm starting to learn as I grow older. That you know, when when, I, when you're a kid and you're pissy, what do you do? You go into your room and you scream and you know you throw a tantrum. Eventually, you get over it like that. But as an adult, you can't do that. You really can't shut yourself out from the world. Particularly as you get older, you have more people that look to you and you're responsible for their well-being and you know you need to be there for them. You can't shut yourself out. You can't just go to your room. And you certainly can't throw a tantrum like an idiot. So grow up. I'm still learning. Shoot, I'm not saying that I have all the answers and that I'm a grown-up. Oh, I know. I No, I'm still learning. It's going to be a while. Possibly my whole life. But... Knowing that is the first step. Saying, okay, things are going to get tough. So when they do, all right, what do I got? What do I got in my arsenal to, uh, you know, react to it so I don't lose my mind or lose my friends and family? Very important. So A Block, Friend Shift, the article written by Haley Phillips on bonfirethoughts.com here 
the importance of defeating the blues when they come. Not if, but when. So, find things that make you happy. I watched the Peanuts movie the other night, like Sunday night before work, because I knew, hey, I, I've been able to sleep in this whole weekend. It's going to get difficult to wake up tomorrow morning. So right now, I'm going to watch me some Charlie Brown. And it made me laugh for an hour and a half. And then I said, okay, time for bed. Showered, brushed my teeth, passed out. But that was fun. It made me smile. It made me feel good. And the next day, I was able to jump right into work. And on my ride to work, I listened to music. For lunch, I got to look forward to my food. That's how you adjust to your day. Do what you can to keep yourself in a good mood. Because then you take that with you. And hopefully, you can make everybody else in a good mood. Because they say, hey, look at this guy. He's in a good mood. I love being around him. He's just so happy. Makes me feel good. Makes me want to be around him, too. That's what you want. That's what you want. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. Hillary is not a pleasant person. I am sick of the Sanders campaign. You're like, oh, God. Never Hillary, everybody. Hashtag never Hillary. I mean, I'm not one. I, I don't have any tattoos, but if I get one, it's going to have to say never Hillary. Because uh, that's how dedicated to this idea I am. Never Hillary. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network on demand. The Bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. Good news for sports fans and also good news for uh, young people. Young people who tend to be the most frequent user of social media and uh, Twitter in particular. Twitter gets NFL Thursday night games for a bargain price, says Bloomberg. Bloomberg explains how much did Twitter pay. Twitter paid $10 million for 10 NFL games to broadcast it. That is unreal. That is unprecedented, okay? That kind of crap doesn't happen, okay? For example, the most other recent broadcast deal, CBS and you know Comcast, it's NBC, they each paid $45 million per game for just five Thursday night contests. Okay, Twitter got 10 games for $10 million. CBS and NBC paid $45 million per game. And they bought five, okay? So multi, multi-million dollar deal for those chumps, the old broadcast companies. And then Twitter came along and said, oh, we'll take a uh, million dollars per game to stream it. Definitely a great, uh, great deal on Twitter's part. And the NFL says, we did not choose the highest bidder, obviously. Um I mean, I could read this article real quick, but wow, thank you for playing this stupid video. These video ads on every single site. You people don't understand. When you play your stupid video, it makes me turn off. Okay, I'm not going to get into this. Oh my gosh. Okay, back to NFL. NFL, yes, this will return in the fall, and this will be great because I don't have cable anymore. And a lot of, a lot of young people don't because we don't care. We can stream HBO if we want and just pay for that service. We can go to the bars and watch our sporting events, make it in a, you know, an event for the evening, for the afternoon, rather than just sitting on our butts at home and doing it. We don't need to watch in the moment the latest Walking Dead or any other TV show that we enjoy. You know, that's why Hulu Plus is there. Kind of upload the next day. Amazon Prime, Netflix. Sure, that takes, you know weeks and months after the seasons are over or after the movies have been released but eventually they make their way there why would i pay a cable bill when i don't have to here's another fantastic reason why i will not return to cable because the more 
that services like Twitter, social sites, offer to broadcast this kind of stuff, I'm in. I don't think I'd have to pay a fee. I'm pretty sure they're not going to do that. They just want the eyeballs. They want the people interacting. I like that. I think that's good news. And if the NFL can do it, then hopefully one day the NBA, the NHL, MLS, MLB, they can all jump on board. That'd be great. And of course, most video, most reading, everything is consumed on a mobile device nowadays. No one's really too often sitting around at home on their desktop. A desktop, not a laptop, but a desktop. Sitting there reading the news and watching whatever, watching YouTube and doing their work. No. It's on a laptop going mobile or it's on a phone going mobile. So when Twitter steps up and says, we got a bargain deal here. We got 10 football games that y'all will be able to see on Thursday nights. You know, they're not Sunday night football, Monday night football, which are the biggest ones. But Thursday nights, okay, I can do that. Thursday nights, I will now have something to look forward to in the fall. I will say, hey, guess what, guys? I get to watch the game tonight. I mean, I can go to the bar and watch it live and have an experience with friends and food and beer. Or if I just get really get home late from work, I'll just pop it on my phone right there. Done deal. I like that. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, Twitter. And thank you, National Football League. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. The fact that Ted Cruz has won the last four or five primaries in a row is, frankly, the second most important headline to political types, to people with money, to people in the media, to all these other delegate types. You know the most important headline? The other side of that coin. Donald Trump has lost five in a row. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Bonfire, on demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, wrapping up the show today with a little bit more tech news. All the good stuff. Culture, entertainment. Oh, yeah. Tesla 3, yes, the Tesla 3 has been unveiled officially. And I spoke about this uh, a little bit earlier on Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe's show, The Morning Blaze, every morning at uh, 6 a.m. Eastern. And... I went over some quick details, basically saying that the Tesla 3, it's going to have a range of about 215 miles per charge. It'll go from 0 to 60 in about 6 seconds, maybe a little less, and it can fit about 5 adults. It has this massive kind of, you know, sunscreen on the roof. So it's like in one whole window is what it almost looks like. Maybe it's two, but the entire thing looks seamless, you know. So it's a massive sunroof, which you now everybody who got into the... Uh, car said this just makes it feel like it's a bigger space in here and that you're part of the world rather than you're closed off in a car in a little compact car so the tesla 3 uh i myself actually got to drive a tesla p85d that was the model s yes the model s p85d a little more than a year ago and that bad boy man i think that was on crazy mode and it goes from zero to 60 in two and a half three seconds (laughs) yeah that thing is strong that's got some crazy torque and that is the that's like one of the top top of the line right there p85d model s so that one of course though uh i couldn't afford it i believe with all the uh you know bells and whistles over 100 grand six figures yeah can't do that Uh, i would never do that if i was filthy rich i would probably spend my money on something else something more worth my time 
maybe finding a way to also help someone and then maybe buy myself a little truck on the side just for fun. Because if it's my money, I want to spend it the way that I want to. But if you have so much, you're kind of, maybe you should give some of it away, you know, to charity or you should donate, whatever. Anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> Tesla 3. The car, I think, I, I like it. It looks pretty good. And the, one of the best parts about it is now it's thirty-five grand. Wow. It's a huge reduction in price from the Model S and the Model X that they had before. So you're, you're heading in the right direction, Tesla. And something else I read was once they've passed, I believe, the 200000 mark, they're going to drop the government you know, tax write-off, something like that. Basically giving you a deduction of about $7,500. Um, if they're really that popular and they do well, you don't need the government to do that. You just don't. Okay. Uh, you need to be making a car that is like 20 grand and is affordable for people like me, people my age, people who also don't want to dump their life savings into a stupid car. Okay. And of course, if you, uh, achieve a better charge of 200 miles, you know, you push that bad boy up to four, 500, like a normal tank of gas. Okay. Then you'll have my attention. So boost the range, cheapen the price, then, you, then you'll have my attention. You've got my ear and my eyeball. Maybe two. Maybe two eyeballs. But right now, Tesla 3, okay, good. Uh, I think they had over 270,000 kind of deposits. So 270,000 people want the Tesla 3 as soon as it comes out. Unfortunately, it's going to take anywhere from one to two to three years for them to be able to make all these and deliver them. So people are going to be waiting. I thank everyone, though, who made, or who bought, I should say, the Model S and the Model X. Because y'all did that, they were able to kind of shoot for the stars here and make the Model 3, make it more affordable for a mass market and try to get more sales and try to get more money and more revenue so that they can innovate even more and make these things even better. That's great. And thank you for Model 3 people for buying the Model 3s because that means hopefully if they're all made and everybody's happy and they're doing very well, Tesla makes more money, then they take this money and they say, all right, now we're going to make the Model P, the Model B, Model D, I don't care, whatever, the Model Jim, and it's going to be 20 grand with all the bells and whistles. I don't know. That's what innovation does in the capitalism, okay? Things get better and better when if there's more and more interest and you're actually you know, trying to make a good product. And from what I can tell, yeah, Teslas are pretty sweet. And you're moving in the right direction. I want you to drop the government subsidy. That's just me. I want you to boost the range. And I want you to cheapen the price. If you do that, then you just open the door for millions of people to consider your car, I would argue. Okay? So yes, Tesla, you're moving in the right direction. So bravo on the Model 3. Good for you. Looks cute. <laughs> looks looks pretty good. Looks fine. And it's cheaper. So I'll leave this to other people who want to buy it and wait for an extended period of time. In the meantime, I'm going to hold on to my F-150. Yeah. And yes, I named my S my F-150. His name? Sven. Yes. Sven is my F-150. And he and I are going to go take off now. I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat, as I've mentioned before in this podcast, how important food is to me. So I'm going to go enjoy one of my meals for the day. And I encourage you too to go do that if you're not already doing that while listening to the show. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Bonfire Podcast. This is Andrew Herzog here to tell you bonfirethoughts.com, the website. Some have said the best website in the world. You know, some, 
Not everybody, but some people have said that. And, of course, find Bonfire on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and bonfirethoughts.com for all of your article submissions. We encourage you. Please do. Do it like Haley Phillips. Send us your thoughts and say, hey, I'll take a stab in the dark. Why not? And as the audience grows even more, we are now over 6,000 likes on Facebook. That's a, that's a good start. I like it. Let's boost it more. Let's keep going, all right? Because we want to get more viewers here. We want to get more bonfire people to come together and say, yes, who wants to talk culture? Who wants to talk entertainment, travel, food, cars, sports? I think we all do. Enough of politics. I'll leave that to the other people. I'll leave that to the other people. When you come here, you come to the bonfire for culture and entertainment. Work hard, play harder. Adios. This is the bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand.